You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. It's the Potluck Podcast, back in your headphones, back on your speakers, however you are listening today, tonight, whatever time of the day you may be listening to this podcast. The Potluck Boys are back for your recap two-episode week this week, so we will cover the games from this past Friday night. Obviously, it was great to have Commerce Tiger football back in Ray Lamb Stadium. You heard the voice in the sky, Commerce High there, Mr. Rob Brown, uh, getting the Potluck football going again. So we had some turnovers. That was good to see. Uh, we had a big win in the home opener against yep. Union County. So that's where we left off. As always, we'll start where we left off. I'll get us going here um, with what I saw. And uh, Mr. Song, you'll, you'll take over after I get through <laughs> a, get through this, this short little, little preview here. Uh, a slower start than we're used to. Uh, over the past couple years, we've been documenting how well that commerce comes out of the gates. Unfortunately, this one started with a turnover, a scoop and score, got Union County on the board early seven to nothing, and we actually never overcame the deficit all the way through the first quarter. Sammy Brown, uh, the freshman, obviously had another big game. Mm-hmm. He had a 70-yard run, but Air Diaz, our guy, missed an extra point. Um, so we were down seven to six throughout the first quarter. The second quarter was back and forth until a little wheel route action from Huff to Sammy Brown. Down the left side of the sideline, went 70 yards right before half, made it 25-14. to 14. Commerce would add one more score in the second half to cruise to the comfortable 32-14 to 14 victory. Mr. Song, what did you see out there on Friday night? Well, Friday was a great game. It was a wonderful night to be at Tiger Field at Ray Lamb Stadium, and uh, I was happy to be back. I was a little bit overwhelmed. I mean, there was such a huge crowd there. Uh, in the Commerce stands and on the hill and on uh, the Union County sideline. Union brought a, a pretty good crowd considering it was a two-hour drive from, from Blairsville. But th- there were so many sights and sounds of Friday night football on Friday night that I, I was overwhelmed. And it, it was just – it was awesome. Um, you know, six months of, of not really having any social activity and then you get, <laughs> bam, right into that and it's a shock to your system. But uh, it was – it was a really fun time. Um, I I do agree with you. Uh, we did have a, a slow start, and it was mm-hmm. honestly last week felt a little bit more like a week one game. Yeah. Um, we were sloppy to begin with. I mean, we had uh, fumbles, um, busted plays that let the busted play that led to a scoop and score. I had penalties. We had one false start down there around the goal line in the red zone. And that really got Coach Brown fired up. We we took a timeout after that, and uh, he was hot. And that that was that was really the first time we've seen him get fired up this year. And um, you know, but after that, we settled in. And you're right; it, it went back and forth. And uh, we we really kind of sustained some drives there and got some some uh, time off the clock, and and played commerce football. And uh, that showed on the scoreboard as as we recovered. Um, felt like we ran a little bit more of the triple option this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I actually went back and 
and rewatched the game on WJJC, and, and those guys said the same thing. They, they were talking about how many times we ran the option, just mentioning it, and it, it felt like we did that a lot more, opened up the playbook a little bit more. Um, you know, on defensively, we had a great night. Um, we Yeah, I mean, the defense really only gave up one touchdown. You know, yeah. I mean, y'all. Given that one was a scoop and score, like like we were talking about at the game on Friday night, it it was you know the Union really had no run game whatsoever. That they, they moved the ball passing a little bit, mm-hmm. dink and dunk, little screens uh, across the middle, just yeah. little passing routes that were getting getting some yardage. But uh, Ben don't break. I mean, that you yeah. know the, the the defense never broke. So yeah, definitely a highlight there. Yeah, we came out uh, talking about defending the spread. We came out and we ran a four-two-five uh, nickel defense, mm-hmm. and I think that that was an adjustment from the week before. I'm I'm not positive about that, but it seemed like our defense was prepared more for the spread in week two. And we kind of talked about this. I think Union County had a little bit better personnel mm-hmm. than Banks County, but I feel like we were we were ready more prepared for the spread this week. Um, uh, you talked about the the screens and the slants. They did have some success on that, um, but the the runs were stuffed by the D line. And I I just wanted to give a shout out to a couple guys I thought had a, a great game, made some big tackles for loss. Um, Chauncey Jackson, nose man, Elijah Burns, linebacker who actually walked up and played on the defensive line some this week. Uh, David King, number eleven. Senior, um, he he came in and had had some good tackles for loss, and uh, Freddy's number four. He he also had a, had some uh, good tackles in there, and I think you know we think back on the defense and and think about how good of a night they had, but we also were very fortunate because Union dropped a ton of passes. Yes, um, we talked about that at the game. At the game we did, yeah. And uh, there were a couple passes over the middle where they kind of had the seam and. Maybe six if their their receivers catch catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so we caught some breaks, but we played well. Um, and also, I wanted to mention a couple couple guys in the secondary who we really I really felt like emerged in this game. And one of them was Creed Dunbar. Um, you know, right now we've got uh, Huff playing in the secondary. He's our starting quarterback, and that's really uncommon. You know, to have your starting quarterback playing in the secondary. But Huff's back there, and um, I've been kind of hoping that we would get a little bit more depth and get somebody back there other than him. And, and we saw Dunbar play a good game. And I know you had mentioned that Creed's a, a great basketball player. He is. And yeah. um, he kind of showcased that on, on Friday night with that interception. He had good hands, caught the ball, and took it for a good return. Also, cornerback uh, Trey Garnto came in and, and made a couple good tackles and stops. So that was encouraging. To, to see some uh, quality depth come up on the on the defensive side. And another thing on, to just to mention on the defensive side real quick, what, as we reported in last week's episode, Jonah Daniel did not play. Mm. They're starting running back, so that certainly helped the defensive effort. Yeah. You hate to see, you know, really their star player mm-hmm. uh, be out for the game. Uh, hopefully, he has a quick recovery and yeah. can make it back to play his senior year a little bit for the for the Panthers. We wish you know Union County all the best for sure the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, moving on to you know to the offensive side of the ball, just some quick notes that I had um, from this past Friday night. It looked like we threw some different looks out there, like you said. We we kept with the option more, but um, threw threw a couple different plays out there. Uh, Union County seemed to have more, a little bit more team speed than Banks County, yeah. I thought, especially on the defensive side. 
they sniffed out the quick pitch a couple times. It was successful. Uh, the quick pitch, you know, and, and the tosses outside were successful a couple times. Um, Draylon Martin actually scored a couple mm-hmm. on the quick pitch. I think both of those were quick pitch of his. Maybe one was up the middle, one was outside of the left. Yeah, we ran that little fullback pitch, which is a different play than quick pitch. I think yeah. Brock actually um, scored on quick pitch. Brock, but, um, that's right. Yeah, but Martin, he I think he scored on one of the the fullback pitches, and he he scored on a a fullback run up the middle. And that's it, right. But. Uh, yeah, we we did we did have a couple different plays, and I think Union County's defensive ends had a good night, uh, and that's what we we noticed with uh, the quick pitch. Um, do you have what else do you have on offense? That was really that was really it. Uh, we had a good night, you know, moving the ball, um, scored several times in several different ways. Obviously, we we're still passing the ball a little yeah. you know, here and there more than I thought we would. Four uh, times again, Huff has. Filled, filled the role that we had questions about, and he's really doing a great job. Yeah, he had over 100 yards passing, which is hard to think about. He had two Isn't completions for over 100 yards. Isn't that crazy? Uh, but sometimes that's how the option works. You know, you, 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 you know, get him in, get him in, get him in, then boom. You know, you, over you the top. get that one good play call. Uh, special teams, obviously, Air Diaz had a little bit of a, a, a battle with finding his leg early on and finding his foot early on in the game. Um, he still had a great percentage of touchbacks and that kind of that battle mm-hmm. of field position, which helps a lot. As we've talked about plenty of times before on this show, uh, wanted to shout out Childers, uh, a couple good punts uh, yeah. on Friday night. We'll need that uh, moving on towards the season. So, what you know, our obviously our Diaz is our guy. Like we're not going, you know. Oh no. Uh, I, I think he's going through a little bit of something. You know, it's kind of like I told you at the game. Sometimes golfers go through the same mental stuff as yeah. kickers. It's weird. Like I don't know if there's so much technicality to like a golf swing and then like kicking a football. Yeah. Once it's in your head, sometimes you can you can get a little lost. But he 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 turned it around. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how much of that could be on him or how much we've got a new snapper and a new holder. That's true. Year. That's very true. And just like option football, kicking field goals is so much about repetition and it's about timing. And, you know, he's had Nate Ray holding that ball for him for two years. Yeah. And now he's got somebody new. And I, I think we saw those touchbacks. And, and to me, when I rewatched the game on WJJC, um, he almost looked angry out there kicking 100%. those touchbacks. Like, he was he was fired up kicking that ball 8, 10 yards into the end zone. 100%. And, uh, you know, so – and talking about Childers, he – when he kicks the ball, if you're not at Tiger Field – it makes a wonderful sound when he kicks the ball. It's like uh, it's pure. It is pure. It reminds me of when we go fishing and the beavers are out on the lake and they slap their tail <laughs> on the water like it's this big thud, <laughs> and uh, it just goes. It booms. And he had two punts that that were pinned down inside the ten yard line this past week, and he showed why he is an all state punter. Yeah, and uh, that, like you said, that can be such a weapon for us. Uh, Going forward, and even in this next week, when we have a huge test at Athens Academy. Yeah, special teams will continue to be a strong point of our team, a strength for sure. Mm-hmm. We know Air Diaz will get it turned around. We get have Childers in our back pocket, pinning them deep. Special teams will, will definitely continue to be a strength of ours. Uh, 
last segment, unless you know you can take over after this, but I wanted to for sure mention lose used play <laughs> of the game. Again, shout out to Sanders Furniture. This is a free <laughs> ad. Go see David and Jennifer. Unfortunately, lose used isn't there anymore. No. Uh, but maybe he'll make us a clock, a potluck football clock. <laughs> that would and, be and, awesome. <laughs> that'd be nice, wouldn't it? So uh, our use lose used play of the game this week was Trey Huff to Sammy Brown for. Over 70 yards and what ultimately proved to be a real pivot point in the game. Uh, it provided a deficit that ultimately Union County could not overcome. Uh, Sammy Brown, another couple touchdowns, a whole bunch of yards. Man, he's coming out of the gates hot. He is an emerging superstar. And I hate to say those words because he's only a freshman, but uh, I took a quick note of the touchdown down count so far this season. He's had five Draylon Martin, fullback, has had four. Uh, Brock's had one, and Huff have had, has has one. So mm-hmm. right now, uh, Sammy Brown leading the pack in touchdown production, and we're really excited about him and all of our offensive players. And, you know, as the season goes on, I think we'll only see them grow more. Right, and a weapon that I don't think we thought would develop this quickly and that we would have, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean who would have thought? You know, I mean, obviously we knew he was good. We had heard, heard about, you know, him coming up, but – this quick, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So no. that's been definitely awesome to see that. Um, anything else that we need to wrap up from Union County on Friday night before we move into some scores around the state? No. Um, talking about scores around the state, though, I do want to put a quick plug in for a new segment we have on Twitter. Uh, each week we're going to do the potluck pick em. And this is just a weekly pick em. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe going forward we might tally it up for the year. But uh, – we're going to put out 10 games every week uh, with the spreads, and you can pick your team, um, factor it in the spread, and then each weekend we're going to tally it up and see who won the week. And uh, I wanted to talk about this because I had bragging rights from this first week. Uh, eight out of nine games, we had a, we had a cancellation with Tift and Valdosta, yeah, so we we'll, had nine games. We'll talk about that one. But uh, eight out of nine, uh, Dino here had uh, – had seven out of nine. Seven, yeah. Um, and then we had a couple of other folks play, some of our Twitter followers. Uh, the yeah. other Commerce football account, six out of nine. Um, um, high school, I can't remember the name, but like a school High school stand account. High school stand account. They yeah. had six out of nine. And then a fellow from Madison County, his name's James. I can't yeah. remember his last name, but he had six out of nine. So really yeah. excited about that segment. It's fun just to pick games and watch what happens. Yeah, we'll keep up with it this season, and we'll, we'll think of something – to give the give the winner, yeah, maybe a little uh, prize, a little, a little potluck, potluck little potluck prize. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, maybe we'll catch a shirt. You know, maybe we can get, <laughs> maybe we can get radio, Doubtful. maybe we can get radio to drop us a shirt down. And we'll give that to you to the winner. So uh, no, also while we're on the topic of Twitter, go to our uh, go to our Twitter potluck podcast. Give us a follow. Uh, but also while you're there, Draylon Martin is up for the Athens Banner Herald Player of the yes. Week. Uh, he's in a tight race. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and go give him give him a vote. Um, I checked it before I came over here, and Prince is really hammering it out right now. I think every little fourth and fifth grader over at that school is on their phone just voting for that guy over <laughs> over and over again because they are pulling ahead right now. Yeah. So let's let's get let's get Jalen that uh, player of the week honors. Let's uh, yeah go go head over to our Twitter and uh, click the link and vote for him. So um, moving on, we'll we'll talk about some scores around the state. We'll start. With the B's, alphabetical order here, just some highlights that we wanted to to pick out. So Bremen, 59, Bowden, 22. Bremen, number eight in AA, beats that Northwest Georgia-West Georgia rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Always been big there. Clinch County, 34. Marion County, 7. 
a huge result for Clinch as they climb back up to number six in single A. Marion falls out of the top ten mm-hmm. in single A. Uh, a comeback win for Clinch, as we know that they started with a little bit of a disappointing effort in week one, but mm-hmm. uh, they're back out and looks like they have um, righted the ship already. So uh, not to worry. They fought, they're up to number six in single A, as mentioned. Fitzgerald 21, Irwin County 6. The number three ranked Fitzgerald Purple Hurricanes defeat neighbor and rival Irwin County handedly. Unfortunately, Irwin County is going to fall from the top spot in single A down to number four mm-hmm. in single A. Big rivalry game there. It's always a good game between Irwin and Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. You can count on that one being good, having a lot of talent down there. Franklin County 35, Banks County 6. Franklin's got something going on this season. Yeah, they've they've showed up both weeks and have handled business. Yeah. Uh, there's probably something to say about the opponents. I mean, I'm, I know that they're going to play they're going to play some better teams, but there's also something to say about handling your business, yeah. not not playing down to your opponent. Yeah, I, I mean they've scored over thirty points each game so far, and uh, I think they'll be in in the conversation for that that region. Uh, I think they're in eight AAA yeah. this year. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on Franklin County. Obviously, wish them all the best. Jefferson sixty-one, Central Gwinnett seven. Jefferson stays at number two in Quadruple A, uh, behind only Marist. So the Jefferson Dragons open up a can on Central <laughs> Gwinnett, so to speak. Uh, we will see them in a big game this week, which we will talk about later on this week in our second episode. Oconee County 35, Cedar Shoals 0. Oconee County is up to number 3 in the AAA mm. rankings. Uh, they have a game against Clark Central next week. So we will see about that in our preview episode coming later this week. Putnam County 5, Morgan County 2. <laughs> Folks, 5-2, to two, that's a barn burner down in Lake Country. And let me uh, <laughs> let me get on... My messages here. I got tipped off to uh, a Justin Hubbard, uh, the Lake Oconee News. Uh, he writes for the Lake Oconee News down there, and uh, a story that's going to come this Thursday. But I wanted to go ahead and get it out to everyone, and I'll I'll quote him uh, directly. So last Friday's Morgan County Putnam County football game was more unique than most of us realized. Even after it was discovered over the weekend that it had to be the first five to two final score since at least 1912. That year was when touchdowns started counting for six points instead of five. So Putnam's 5-2 to win over Morgan is the very first time that was a final score in the modern era. But here's what I learned today, and this is, again, coming from Justin Hubbard. The last time a Georgia high school football game ended 5-2 to was October 21st, 1907. And that's according to the Georgia High School Football Historians Association website. Locust Grove Institute... <laughs> won a 5-2 to game that day in 1907. The opponent listed on the website is Royal Insurance CL. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes on to say, I tried to figure out which team that was to no avail. However, I was told by the folks who published the Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter that the team was likely made up of people from some company and that, of course, presumably is the Royal Insurance Company. <laughs> Turns out, uh, back then, there were not enough actual high school teams to uh, fill a schedule, so schools would find other, air quotes, teams to play. <laughs> Locust Grove Institute had an interesting history itself. 
uh, including the fact it had a 13th grade and eventually became a college. So he's going to share a link to that. Uh, and it ultimately had to shut down during the Great Depression. So he goes on to finish this little this little uh, message here. I knew a 5-2 to two score had to be special, but I never would have dreamed we were seeing something not seen in our state since before World War I, before the sinking of the Titanic, <laughs> and before the Great Depression. So all of those people who were in attendance for Putnam Morgan County at Al Reeves Field last Friday night truly witnessed something historic. Pick up a copy of Lake Oconee News this Thursday to read more about it. So I appreciate that message and Justin Hubbard, great research there. That is uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, during the game last Friday night, Taylor Seals tweeted at us about that. He's kind of our middle Georgia correspondent or one mm-hmm. of them right now. Yep. And uh, it's a baseball score, five to two. You never expect to see those games. Uh, but that reminded me of them playing that uh, that company that Commerce back in the day actually played against Piedmont College mm-hmm. uh, when when football t- um, programs weren't as common. So uh, really interesting history there. There's definitely some interesting history there. Uh, moving on with our scores, Raven County 38, Prince Avenue 31. Um, everyone knew about this one. It was a nationally televised game on ESPNU, highlighting Northeast Georgia football across the nation. <laughs> Uh, we had Rabin County keeping the top spot in Double A. Prince is going to remain at number three in the private side of Single A. I think both quarterback quarterbacks showcased a lot of skill and and why that they're as highly ranked as they are, uh, especially in the second half. They both really kind of, especially Brock, kind of turned it on the second half. He yeah. had a rough first first half for sure. Um, ultimately, I think Gunnar Stockton had the better night yep. and his team ended up winning. So. Um, a quick note, he would have fit in perfectly with Steve Spurrier at South Carolina. They yeah. have the same mentality. Mm-hmm. Guy is cocky, and he's. Go- I think he'll he'll probably do great things at South Carolina. I think he will, too. He might be a little thorn in the side for, for Georgia, yeah. uh, but we'll see. Social Circle 31, Providence Christian 28, Region 8A foe. Social Circle picks up their first win of the season. Uh, a game we mentioned er- earlier that was on our pick'em uh, about Austin Tiff County. That game was canceled due to COVID-19 cases at Tiff County. Uh, obviously, this is still the predominant story this season, and it's something that we can't avoid. Um, you, you know, you, you hope you hope that everyone's you know doing okay with their mm-hmm. cases down there. Uh, I know that their head coach Ashley Anders uh, is has been hospitalized. He's battling both the flu and COVID-19. Um, so thoughts and prayers with him and his family, that community. Uh, hopefully he makes a full recovery with no further complications and they can get back on the field very soon. Um, White County 50, Hart County 47. This seemed like the game of the night on yeah. Friday night. Uh, it kept our interest from the stands in Ray Lamb Stadium, that's for sure. Uh, J. Ben Haynes, that name that we've talked about since the first episode we released at White County, he scores late to edge the Bulldogs at Hart County. White County... Climbs into the top 10 in AAA, checking in at number 9 for the first time since 2013. So, oh, yeah. So, uh, that's a fun fact that they were in um, the top 10 in the quarterfinals that year, and they were led by Ashley Lowry, who went on to play in the NFL uh, and at the University of Kentucky. So, this is kind of like a dawning point for White County. They're, they, they've been getting better under Tim Coakley up there, and now they're kind of they're at their peak right yeah. now. It's cool to see. Um, it's cool to see these area teams, you know, rising up and, and 
and showcasing what they can do. And man, going to Hart County and winning that game that yeah. that definitely is going to raise some raise some eyebrows for sure. Um, anything else you want to talk about around the state before we move on and get to our outro? All right. So guys, thanks for listening again. The second pod will be dropping on Thursday. Uh, we will have our first special guest. We will have a new segment, Tiger Tales. We're going to talk about commerce and Athens Academy. A lot of stories, a lot of history between those two programs. We're also going to cover some of the big games in the area and across the state. We know Jefferson's playing Raven County. Mm-hmm. That's going to get talked about, obviously. So like I said, stay tuned for that. Um, key matchups in the area and around the state. It's going to be dropping on Thursday. Uh, guys, until then, take care. Signing off.